morning, party people. And guys, I just took that from Carson and he's just drinking his coffee because you know, he didn't want to do the introduction. So I kind of stole from him. How's your Friday morning? How are you doing today? Are you excited? Are you feeling good? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm feeling real good today. Um, got a little bit more sleep than like uh, 45 minutes or so, okay. which is uh, always a good thing when you get like full six, seven hours. Um, so yeah, I'm feeling good. Um, you did kind of steal the intro. You didn't really give me much of a heads up there. And so mm-hmm. I was sipping on my coffee and snaked that. So oh, I see I, how it is. I gave him a heads up. I gave him a heads up. I even said, Carson, we are starting. We, we are, are about starting to go. Now. In three, no, two, no. one, now. And then I said, good morning, party people. And I just stole it again. Look at that. Are you guys excited for today? Because today we have some really good topics for you. Um, Carson, just before we start, are there has there been anything that has been on your mind yesterday that you'd like to share with the audience really quickly? Anything on my mind yesterday? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you're trying to pull something out or... Oh, no, no, no. I'm not trying to pull something out. All I'm just trying to say is if you have any quick so, topics that you just want to say, you know what, forget the topic that we just talked about and what we're doing. Let's talk about something else. Do you have anything like that? Mm, I mean, what we were talking about before a little bit was mm. kind of interesting. Um, this morning we were talking a little bit about how society wants us to stay broke, stay poor. Um, I do want to talk about that. I think mm-hmm. that's a really cool topic for today. Sweet. Um, and so let's let's kind of talk about this uh, grown up. So everybody in school, this grown up, they learn a little bit about money in terms of math, but they don't really turn learn how to understand finances or anything like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're going through school, and when you're really young. It's always like, mom, dad, I want this toy, I want that toy, right? Mm -hmm. It's a want. Yeah. Okay? You don't really, um, especially for, I'm just going to say, the majority just like kind of middle class. That's just like kind of our experience, my experience, uh, like that's kind of, all I can talk about is my own experience, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and so it's like, mom, I want these toys, I want dad, I want these toys, whatever. And then you get a little bit older, now you start working. Now you're, you know, teenager working. And now it's like, oh, now I can want these extra things and I can mm. buy them myself. You know, yeah. I, can, I can spend my money on these other things. And I don't even have to ask my parents about it. Exactly. And so now you're in a position where unless you've actively went out and learned how to, say, save or budget um, or had your parents help you kind of or control your finances or something like that, you kind of had free reign a little bit. Okay. And now all of a sudden you got the new shoes, you got the, you know, you got this, that, and the other thing and starting to like that. That's a good feeling. Mm-hmm. Every time you buy something, you feel like, yeah, I'm an adult. I can buy something or I'm, I'm responsible. I'm, uh, I'm taking care of myself. I got money. Plus is a flex. You love those shoes. You're like, I got shoes better than everyone else at my high school, at my junior high, or even first year university. I got the best shoes around and I look good. I spent $250 on this and I look good. Mm-hmm. And then now as you get a little bit older and now you're in university and stuff and you're going, oh, okay, I got these extra bills I got to pay for, but I still want those things. I still want mm-hmm. these other parts. Now all of a sudden you're in a position where your entire life up until, up until this point has taught you to spend money, try to make as much money as you can, 
so that you have room to spend as much as you would like. And also keep in mind too as well, is the banks as well, as soon as you turn 18, they start calling you. They have that on their calendar. They will call you, they'll send you messages and say, hey, you know what? We noticed you turned 18. You're not eligible to come and try out a $300 credit card, right? And then from there, they increase the limit if you're doing good with your credit card to two grand, right? So, sorry, continue. And I think that it's something where, as a society, everything that we do, you know, you get a little bit older, maybe you start going on dates. Maybe you start going out and taking them to the fancy restaurants and stuff. You know what? That's something that we can all relate to a little bit. And so you got to have a conversation. Stop winking. <laughs> I see you. Um, <clears throat> anyway, mm-hmm. um, you know, going out on dates and doing things and it's okay to spend a little bit of money, but you can't expect yourself or expect anybody else in society until they've learned those things to not spend all of their money. You know, we talk about like the richest man in Babylon and stuff, put away 10%, mm-hmm. but it's really, really interesting in today's society where it's like, everybody wants everything. They want it now too, mm-hmm. especially with like people our age. With how quick it is with oh, Amazon, man. right? You get it in one day. Oh, wow, even, even just the like, you know, I want a brand new car. Right I'm going out tomorrow mm-hmm. and I'm going to go find the first car that I like that's kind of within my range and I'm going to buy it. I don't even look at my finances. And you know, the funny part is if you look at, if you look at any business, right? If you look at any major business, everything they do is done to the T. They're, they're so organized and they're so meticulous with their cash flow. And they're so meticulous with knowing what the consumer wants. They probably know more about me than I know about myself now, right? That everything's already pre-planned, right? So if these companies are so meticulous about their finances, how much they're spending, why aren't we, right? Yeah, and I think to add on to that, so I was looking up a little bit uh, the other day, looking up uh, the federal interest rate cut that they were doing down in the US. Um, because that has an effect on kind of the stock market and a few other investments. <clears throat> and one of the things that uh, I was reading just one of these reports and they said, you know what? Um, so the, the federal, uh, uh, federal Reserve cut interest rates and they did that because kind of the growing trade tensions, it's to help kind of keep the, um, the economy, uh, hopefully in the US moving. They don't cut it very often. Oh, okay. Barely. But... The one thing that they said also in the report is, you know what, but that consumer drive is still at such a high that that kind of offsets the kind of negative stuff going on right now. And you think about that and you go, okay, if you know what, despite what's going on in the economy, whatever, people are, are continuing to spend and grow their spending. People are not necessarily making more money their spending is getting higher and higher doesn't that doesn't that make you think that you're like, okay if you're the average person and you're making the same amount of money every year and you're growing your spending <laughs> from, say 50 percent yeah or actually no, let's say 80 percent yeah 82 percent 83 percent and even these little incremental changes in the budget like how am i making the same money but spending more. What is the extra money coming from? 
I'm not, I have no side hustles, right? I'm not investing, but yeah, I'm being able to, I'm, I'm spending more. And yeah, even when the economy is supposed to be slowing down, the economy is still speeding up. And there's another factor in play there. And I think just where it comes back to, and more than anything else, is that, you know, and I said this right off the bat, like the, the way society is set up, is it's trying to make you broke mm-hmm. every time you see an ad for something and it's okay don't worry about it it's only 10 bucks a month mm-hmm. spotify it's 10 bucks a month <laughs> you got this over here <laughs> five bucks a month you got this over here 10 bucks a month now you want to go out and eat you got this that's 30 bucks a month you phone bill you know yeah exactly you know what? my phone bill is a little bit on the on the bigger side that's fine you know what mm-hmm. and that's something that I made that choice for, but it's still something that every month it's like, you know what, I have to pay that. To pay that kind of hurts, I have to pay that. It, every single time we're out here, there's there's constantly things that are saying, I just want a little piece of your pie, a little piece of your pie, give me, give me a little piece. Mm-hmm. You go, oh, it's only a little piece, here you go. Oh, it's only a little piece over here. Yeah, sure, here you go. And we don't look at the pie, we just keep giving out pieces. And then you've committed to, let's say, giving out 99% of that pie. That last 1%, you're like, mm-hmm. I deserve to treat myself. Yeah. And that's it. That's all you got. Mm-hmm. And society is not set up to say, you know what, even in, in banking and stuff, you know what, if you're in a TD investment account, you're paying 999 uh, fee to trade, you have to be very aware of how much money you're putting in in order to trade. Mm-hmm. There is no, there is no incentive other than just kind of making your um, those fees as a percentage lower. You could be putting in fifty bucks and then saying, "Oh, I'm just going to go invest this," and you're paying twenty percent fees mm-hmm. just for putting in a little bit of money. It's incentivized that you're, if you do the math, mm-hmm. to put in more money to save more money, but everything else in society tries to take more of our money and it's so hard to get ahead because you have to be so actively aware of what's going on and you have to be three steps ahead of the game to realize that everything is trying to take your money and everything in society and what people tell you and how you feel based on those products makes you want to go spend that money and you have to work what seems like counterproductively mm-hmm. in order to save even 10, 20% of your paychecks. And it's hard. The thing I think about that too is, did you know that 70% of Americans are 10 grand, not Canadians, Americans, 70% of Americans are 10 grand in credit card debt. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah. So 70% of Americans are 10 grand, 10 grand in credit card debt. And just to even touch upon that in the sense that let's just say that I was 10 grand in debt, right? And I'm like, okay, all I can afford is to pay that minimum fee of $100, right? Because I owe so much. If I pay that fee $100 for the next 10 years, not only would I, would I have paid the bank twenty no $10,000, but now I'd owe them $11,000. And that is, it's all part of the whole system to, in a sense, keep you down. If 
if you move with society, right? If you say, I'm gonna do what society does, right? I'm gonna go out every night. Okay, not every night, but I'm gonna go out every weekend, right? Every single weekend, I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna spend, you know, maybe 20 bucks to get drinks. No, 20 bucks is not a lot of money, right? And then on the weekdays, I'm gonna go to movies with a friend, right? I'm gonna go eat out with friends. And you know what? I'm, I'm still gonna do all the things that I need to that are crucial, crucial in my life, but I'm still gonna follow this societal trend. I'm gonna order my stuff online. I'm gonna order, skip the dishes, right? Eventually, like you said before, Carson, you have no piece of that pie left for yourself. Mm-hmm. And let's just say you have two grand in savings, right? And you're like, oh, I don't wanna touch my savings, right? And then you decide, oh, let me go use a credit card really quickly, right? And you go and use your credit card and your credit card is 2%, right? And then you spend, you know, $100 on skip the dishes because you're hungry, right? And you want to get some food for your friends too as well. You spend $100 on skip the dishes. Now, you've not incurred not only $100, but if you don't pay that full amount back, you've incurred $100 plus interest on top of that, right? And as a whole, this is an analogy I've been explaining to Carson. I've been... I've talked to Carson about before. It's like, let's say I have a hundred dollars in savings, right? And I have no money in my checkings. And I have a hundred dollars in my, um, I have a hundred dollars in my credit card. That's my limit, right? That hundred dollars you put in your savings is the same hundred dollars your bank is giving you out as a credit. And it's the same hundred dollars that they're gonna charge you interest rate on, right? 21, what is the interest rate for banks? 21.99? 21.9 or 24.99%, right? Yeah, somewhere between like 19 to 25. Okay, yeah. So 19 to 25, thank you. And you're spending $100. You, you put $100 in your savings. They give you 2% back, 1% to 2% back, depending on your bank, right? And then, yeah, they take your money and charge 19 to 24.99% and they keep most of it. That's ridiculous. Not only is the system meant to keep you down, but the system that's supposed to help you up is using your own money to keep you down. So then I got a question for you, Dwayne. Of course. What actual methods or techniques or things can you do Mm -hmm. to help work against that? Oh, sweet, perfect. So you got three things in your budget. You have your incoming, you have your outgoing expenses, and that gives you your final balance. One of the biggest things that you have to do is reduce those outgoing expenses. If you don't need it, you don't need to have it. If it's a want, take it out of your life, right? But then I'm gonna I'm gonna counter. I'm mm-hmm. gonna jump in here. Yeah. So for most people, and I'm even gonna say for myself yeah. sometimes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. If I go, you know what? but I need to go out on these dates. Mm-hmm. I need um, to eat food. Oh, sweet. As in eat food out at restaurants, and, or maybe not out at restaurants, mm-hmm. uh, out at say fast food places because mm-hmm. in the middle of the day, don't I'm like, I get hungry mm-hmm. and you know, I haven't packed my lunch and stuff and okay, now what? I, mm-hmm. I have these, what I think are needs, mm-hmm. And are you saying to entirely cut out, um, and I, I'm just playing the devil's advocate. Oh, you know, 100%, I love that. Um, are you telling me to then not go on dates, mm-hmm. to not eat out, and you're telling me to go meal prep, but like, 
if I don't have the time to even get that in my routine, then it's like, okay, well that's unrealistic. Now this becomes an eating out need. And I, now I love that. I love that question. You know why? Cause we talked about time management before in our previous podcast. You guys should check it out. You absolutely, once someone tells you they don't have time for any, you absolutely have time for it. Unless you're working three jobs, right? You're absolutely bonkers and you're on a, on, on a research committee, right? Unless you're Elon Musk and you're working as much as Elon Musk does, you have time. <laughs> you even, I have time, right? So I, I, let me then touch up on your question, right? So those things that you think are actually needs, maybe you need to sit down and take a look back at it. Maybe you go out 10 times a month. Now, I'm not saying you should completely erase that out because you still need to have your social activities with friends, right? You still need to see them. Maybe bring that from 10 times a month to, you know what, I can only afford, it's only within my budget to go out twice a month, right? If you can even break that down even lower, saying you want to be strict about it, you let your friends know, hey, I can only go out once a month because I'm trying to save up and I'm trying to invest. And I think um, to kind of counter my devil's advocate counter, mm. I think... <laughs> kind of my devil's advocate. I love that. Um, I think it's really important for people, not just, um, you know, kind of your average person, but especially those that, you know, our listeners tend to be a little bit more, um, you know, I'm going to pump their tires a little bit. Uh, you know, these these smart people that are trying to better themselves. Um, there's not a There's a lot of people in society that just get caught up in the... And being common, being average, that's not the people that are listening to this that are trying to better themselves or listening to, you know, not just us, obviously, but like other podcasts. They're trying to read these extra books. These people are the ones that are getting after it, truly. And I think that for those kind of people to be able to say, you know what? Um, yeah, maybe, maybe I still want to go out on these cool dates with my girlfriend. So then go, okay, well, if you want to still go out on these cool dates, why don't you why don't you have a little bit of a, a mix up say one day we're gonna go and we're gonna have a you know we're gonna cook dinner at one of our places or something very inexpensive great time together and then next time you know what we're gonna go out and we're gonna go do an activity together we're gonna spend that money but we're doing it in a way that now just by doing that if you contrast that 50 percent of the time you've cut your dating expenses in half I think that it is important to go out with your significant other, whatever, you know, make it feel like they're, you know, being shown off that you're not just kind of having this like Netflix and chill kind of, uh, kind of relationship. You got to have more than that. Mm -hmm. But I think it's also important to say, okay, you know what? And have that conversation that, um, laughing at myself over here, we got to have that conversation with the, with the partner too, and say, you know what? It's really important to me that we are paying attention to how much money we're spending when we're going out. If we don't need this, this, and this, and this, you know what? Sometimes, I don't know. I think it's also where you, how you prioritize that pie. Mm -hmm. If you say a third of that money is going towards dating, eating out, doing this thing, because that's an important part. Okay. And then you have a third that is going directly into your investment account. And you have a third that's for your expenses. You're still saving 33% of your money. Spending 33% of your money on like going out maybe with friends, going out with maybe a partner, whatever. And then you have a third of it that are going to your expenses. Mm -hmm. 
That's way more than average. That is significantly more than average. You're absolutely right. And just even talking about that pie, right? Look at your pie. Break down your pie. How much are you paying in Netflix? How much are you paying Crave? How much are you paying for utilities? How much are you paying? Because think about it, you have your needs that are recurring expenses, that are utilities, rent, right? Those are your needs. You have your wants that are recurring expenses, right? Your credit card payments, right? You have Netflix, you got your phone bill, right? Believe it or not, a phone bill is a want. Right now, it's still a want till we become a fully interconnected society then it will be a need. But right now, it's still a want. If I canceled my phone bill right now, I have an iPhone. I can iMessage, right? I can FaceTime. Even if I don't have an iPhone, I can message Carson on Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, and he will still reply back to me on one of those three platforms, right? Maybe my friends wouldn't be able to reach me when I just, I'm just driving home, right? Or I'm just going out for a walk, right? That's perfectly fine with me. Um, or even not even cancel your phone bill. Try to break that down as close to possible as you can, right? But again, look at, at your budget. Look at where, what is eating out the biggest chunk of your money. What is eating out the biggest chunk of your future? Not your money, your future. Because that money, if you take that money and you utilize it right now, your money will be working for you. Your money's children will be working for you and your money's grandchildren will be working for you. And what I mean by that, in the sense that your money, when you get paid because you invested your money or you let your money work for you, those are your money's children. And when you take that money and reinvest it or do something else with it and you get paid for that, that's your money grounds children. And then let your great, 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 great grandchildren's money still be working for you, right? And I guess the only other thing is, yes, we talk about a kind of, you know, what you could do to potentially cancel your phone bill. And that's uh, that's the example to say that even for something like your phone bill, you have the option to say with every single expense is this full amount absolutely necessary. Not saying to go cancel your phone because you know there's different things that in there's the feasibility side of that. Mm-hmm. But what Dwayne I think is trying to say is that you know what when you go out and say oh well I'm spending 150 dollars every week on groceries or and then you go okay well what are you buying well I'm buying all the prepackaged all this this and, the, and saying okay well you could buy grated cheese which is significantly more expensive than if you buy a block of cheese and grate it yourself. Right? Like even in those times you say, oh, well, I need this much for my groceries. Okay, well, look at what you're buying too. And just in every single thing, you can break down those expenses into further bits and say, okay, do I need this? Do I need this? And that's actually what we do here in the house. Instead of buying grated cheese, mm-hmm. we buy cheese, we spend 30 minutes and we grate the whole block. Yeah. Right? And it's good cheese. It lasts longer than greatest cheese because it's not half the bag isn't full with air. It's actually full with cheese, right? And that is that is one of the tips, and that's one of the things that we've been doing to move away from society. Because no matter what, if you move like society does, society will be one. Of your, society will become one of your best friends, and you end up becoming the sum of the five people around you. And if that's society. Hey, welcome to society. You're just going to end up like everyone else on the board. 
with a pension plan. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> That's the key word, hopefully. Hopefully. And just a quick note for you guys when it comes to investments, right? Even the Canadian pension plan, they invest, they have an investment board and they take the pension money and they invest it and they grow that money, right? And when they get paid in dividends, it's split out among all the people who get paid a pension. But yeah, we're 25 minutes into the podcast. Any challenges for our listeners? I have a challenge for our listeners. The challenge is sit down, open up an Excel word and look at how much you have incoming and break down what you have outgoing and see which ones you can reduce, which ones you can take off and which ones you can't. And from there, work out how do I balance my budget? How do I even live less than I earn? So you can take that extra money and let it work for you. I, um, my challenge, and this is gonna sound really easy because we talk about this, but my challenge is for every, you know, it's, it's a Friday. A lot of people get paid on Fridays, you know? My challenge is for every single person out there that's listening, today, next Friday, paycheck after that, whatever, your most, uh, the soonest paycheck that you get, I want you to, before anything else, you say, okay, I got $2,000 coming into my account. I have this other money or other areas I want to allocate it. Got $2,000, you put 200. You say, I can't touch that. I only got paid $1,800. You got to mentally say that. I only got paid $1,800. And then go and break that down from there, spend it on whatever you need, but keep that 200. Challenge yourself to say, this paycheck, I'm going to save 10%. If you go, oh, but you know, I spent my 1800 and now I'm looking to go out for whatever and I, I don't have that money left, you can't afford it. You cannot go do it. Keep that 10%, don't touch it. Every time you touch it, you're delaying the future wealth that you could have. We And final, final word is that um, even on like wealth, for example, wealth simple, it'll show you that if you put in $20, it's like that's $20, in 45 years, if you invested, is worth $150. Keep in mind, that's your money working for you right there. Every time you spend $20 that could have been invested, so over that budget, into that 10% that you're trying to save, every time you spend, if you spend of that 200, 180, that is $156 45, 45 years down the road that you just spent. Mm-hmm. You spent so casually the mm-hmm. equivalent of spending $156. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Don't. Be disciplined. Be. But not everybody, you know, you can't be perfect. You can't be perfect right off the bat. Can't be perfect. But try your best. Make those goals. Get after it. And uh, have a great rest of your day, everybody. All right, guys. That's it for today's podcast. And we will see you next week, Monday. Woo!